We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A brilliant comeback by the Knicks on the road to defeat the Miami Heat. And it was the young Knicks that led the charge. And look at them paying homage to IQ. They know he was the catalyst tonight. Clyde, this is not only just a terrific win for a team that has suffered their share of just heartbreaking losses, but it just gives you such good feeling about these young players and what they can can build off something like this. Test one, two. Holy crap! Let's go! Okay, so obviously this is going to be a celebratory post-game live stream. One we haven't had in quite a while. For those who don't know who I am are wondering where Macri is or where the crow is, he is enjoying a much-deserved date night with Mrs. Macri. So I'm in your super producer, the one behind the at Nick's film school name. And am I happy live from Pastor Claudio's OB hive? Am I thrilled that I get to be part of this celebratory post game live stream? Because the New York Knicks, the kids mostly took their talents down to South beach and stuck it up right. That heat culture rear end. Okay, so much for the Knicks haven't beaten the Heat in years. So much for Jimmy Butler and the Knicks and getting every foul call. So much for that wire to wire blowout on national television a month ago. So much for Redacted's pink suit. They played the kids. Emmanuel quickly comes up clutch. And tonight we're having some fun here on the post game live stream. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm just going to set up because I got to be honest, I did not expect this to be how tonight was going to go. Um, I, I bring all your super chats. We're going to do a fun, some fun analysis tonight. We're going to uh, do, do we'll, we'll eat the crow if you'd like to. I'm, obviously, I'm sure you guys would like to have somebody else here that would need to eat some crow because something we were screaming about all season, as far as Tibbs playing the kids didn't happen. And all of a sudden it happens. And oh, what do you know? They can contribute to a victory. Um, I'm just, I'm just pumped. And like, look, obviously it's going to have a lot to do with the fact that who they beat was the team. I hate more than any other team in the NBA. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Um, where to start, where to start. Um, Emmanuel quickly. Let's start there. 20 of his 23 points in the fourth quarter. He got in one of those quickly sh- uh, streaks and was unstoppable down the stretch. And the cool part about it is there was a moment in that comeback when the Knicks, I think, went up by three and it looked like the run had stagnated. And look, let's 
get this out of the way. Let's let, let's get this out of the way first. And so, <laughs> John, <laughs> let's get this out of the way first and say, like, if you want to make this a, a referendum on Tibbs this season, that he should have been doing this sooner as your prerogative. Let's get it out of the way. He's had a, had not the best year. The young guys um, have been put in corners like Obi, who had 15 points tonight. Like quickly, we, we all go back to the Laker game where he was benched for the second half. Um, we all have these things where we, we're, we're frustrated with Tibbs, fire Tibbs. If you want to put that in the chat, go right ahead. I applaud Tibbs for riding the kids as much as he could in the fourth. And then it's not just about like this. This is the one pushback I've always had about the play the kids crowd. It's not just about play them and see what happens. Like they're allowed to to play and not just get leads like tonight, but then lose leads like tonight. When it looked like it stagnated, he brought RJ and Obi back in the game. And look what happened. They were able to give more advantage creators. They were able to create. You have two other guys that kept defenses honest and quickly was able to do more things. Like, I, I can't get, get enough of how good this win felt, like going down the stretch. And I'm looking like they actually have the better advantage here because if Miami is just going to keep chucking up threes and look, I was terrified of Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Don't get me wrong, but I was actually confident because somebody wasn't available to play tonight. And I actually thought this is going to like, they're actually going to create the right shots that'll get them to win this game. And lo and behold, they actually did. Um, I was perfectly fine with the, that last two minutes when he brought Burks in and he brought uh, Taj back in. Like I, if anybody that wanted to see the kids close out the game, I'm actually fine that he brought in ball handlers and free throw shooters to close this one out. And this is a win where you look back on it at the end of the season and you put this up there with the Charlotte win. You put this up there with the two Celtics wins as the best win of the season, because not only did the kids play, not only did they contribute toward a win, but collectively the kids closed. You had a young player in his second year as part of a closing lineup. You had like, let's just talk about Jericho Sims with the 58th pick in the draft. He had one of the biggest offensive rebounds of the game tonight. RJ through all of his struggles still held his own on the defensive end. Um, the big pass to Taj in the fourth. And look, for everybody that wants to play that Trey Young clip of him crossing up Taj Gibson the other night, can we just talk about how Taj was like Taj and kids, Taj and sons, as as Fred Katz called it, was part of the uh, comeback lineup tonight? I, I gotta say, this is this is a feeling I didn't expect. I was I was going back and forth between March Madness and the Knicks tonight, and like I knew I had to do the post game, but it was going how I thought the game would be. Um, and then the fourth quarter happened, and what a gift! Thank you, Emmanuel. Quickly, thank you everybody for tuning in. We're gonna get to all of your super chats in just a second. I'm sure there's gonna be some take that tibs. I'm sure there's gonna be some comments about redacted as well. But let's get to the super chat. Thank you, everybody. Again. Andrew filling in for John Mackey tonight. John, I hope you're enjoying your uh, date night tonight. Much deserved. I'll take it from here. And I, I hope, I hope that it's not too much vitriol your way. Okay. Cause I got you. Don't worry, buddy. Um, first off, Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. I feel like <laughs> Robert, surprise. 
Um, I feel like some of us have been vindicated by certain young players in recent games. And boy, does it feel good. Absolutely, sir. Thank you, Robert Cross, as always. Um, Roger Fortune, thank you for the contribution. I'd love to complain about the rest of the season, but it's great to finally see the young kids ball out and get the minutes they deserve. Yeah, they earned it. That's the thing. They th And this is... I go back and forth. I've, I've mentioned this on the pod, or at least I think I've mentioned it on the pod. If it's not on the regular pod, it's definitely been on the playbacks that like John Jeremy and I all have a different point of emphasis where we put the most blame, where John seems to lean more toward the players and Jeremy seems to lean more toward the coach. And I'm like the front office gave a win now coach, a win later roster. And like you either needed to like they did double down on the roster that Tibbs won 41 games and one coach of the year with last year. Fine. But it didn't seem like there was enough plan B C's and D's for Tibbs to turn to. So then he when he's trying to continue to make plan A work, you know, we're all going to get frustrated by it. I think he's really good at plan A. If plan A is working, there's really no plan B, C and D. I've always said my my thought with Tibbs is that he's Rex Ryan. Like for those who are football fans, you know the reference, but for those who aren't, Rex Ryan was like a really good defensive coach, became the coach of the Jets in 2009. Their offense in the first two years was mediocre, but they had one of the best defenses in the league and went to the AFC Championship game in back-to-back -back years. Beat Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in a single playoffs, one of two, co two teams to ever do that. And then when some of the players that were there on offense went away, this offensive line of all first rounders, the Santonio San Holmes and the Dustin Kellers and the, the um, uh, Braylon Edwards and, and the Tony Richardson's of the world. Like once the weapons on offense went away, it was clear this guy just like does not know how to coach offense. He's can, can hold the other team to 16 points, but when you're scoring 13, it doesn't matter. And I think he wore out his welcome once you saw how lack of an offensive mind he has. And I think Tibbs doesn't really have that creative of an offensive style. Benji has pointed that out a lot on some of his games, but he also like, you know, you can't say that there wasn't a defensive intensity from the Knicks in the fourth quarter. He gets them to play hard, even if it is the kids that should have been playing this entire season. And look, there wasn't anything like magical as far as like, oh, the Heat have no clue what to do with what Tibbs was doing in the fourth quarter. Emmanuel quickly got high. Uh, Deuce McBride hit a couple shots. Uh, Quentin Grimes hit a couple shots. And the Knicks came back on the Miami Heat in South Beach. Like, that's that's the way I'm looking at this, is that this is, this is what... And this is where I look at for next season, if they bring Tibbs back and Redacted isn't here. Imagine... Like a 31 win team next year that has like 15 of wins like this. And I think we'd all sign up for it, you know? And I, I think that's like, that's the frustrating part about this year is that we had so many losses like this where the kids would bring you back and then redacted gets put into the game. And then, you know, closing lineups are what they are and closing offense is what it is. Um, but listen, let's enjoy tonight for tonight. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Thank you, Roger, again, for your contribution. Dan Hidalgo, J-Mac, we back. John, I hope you heard that. Um, Randall, big mm, redacted equals biggest mirage of all time. Um, it's hard to be a mirage with that pink suit. And look, like that looks like a 
I'm going to Miami. I'm going to wear my best suit look. Um, personally, not a fan. Uh, all the Miami shows I've ever seen are, well, I guess not. They're pink or like Miami has the Heat have an alternate pink uniform. So I guess that's that's fair. Um, uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of that tonight, I'm sure, and there's gonna be a lot of that over the next couple of weeks if they do shut him down for the season. Watch them activate him for Sunday's game against the Pistons, and like the closing lineup doesn't look as as what it is, and the excitement that we got is just all of a sudden gone. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that this is not the first. Uh, it's not. I'm sure this is not the last of. Uh, of uh, redacted commentary tonight. Robert Cross, again, first time, long time. John, instead of looking for a point guard in the offseason, how about playing IQ induced more? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Um, so they do still need a point guard. Let's just like get that out the way. Whether you want to play quickly and do more minutes together, and that's your second unit, fine. I still think they need an upgrade over Kemba or an upgrade over Alec Burks as far as the point guard is concerned. Alec Burks is perfect for like a backup three, but I still think they should go after, especially for trade assets down the, down the road, like a Brunson or a Brogdon. And we have the cap. We're already beginning to work on the cap or no caps for this off season. But I, I still think that it's uh they're not going to be able to, to, just say, okay, quickly, we're going to promote you. And that's just like a good plan. I, I think that if you wanted to get a veteran in here, so that way it's not just like all on him. Cause if he goes into one of those shooting slumps, then, you know, there's no plan B. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying like, you need to go get a savior at point guard this off season. I'm saying get somebody that can compliment, like, you know what? Maybe that's Derrick Rose. Now that I think about it, if quickly actually can take a leap and we see it in these last 10 games and it is enough for them to see that he can play meaningful minutes, even if it's not just like as the quote unquote prototypical point guard, but it's as a guy that can create offense for everybody on the floor and is a weapon on, on, on the bench or even in the starting lineup. Maybe Derrick Rose is that guy that can spell him in, in these different spurts. Um, but yeah, they, they have options, Robert. I hear you. Um, Shamik Gayen, this is all the proof the front office needs to move on from redacted value back in a trade. Be damned. <sighs> you know, I, I hinted at this on Sunday, or I guess Monday with, with, when we did our little bracket and then like. Redact, I'll just say Julius Randall has been humanized for me a little bit. I see his Instagram and I have a soft spot for that. And there is something you guys are going to find out about in a couple of weeks where like what Julius Randall did last season legitimately impacted my life forever. And I am curious, like what happened that the guy, cause it's not just about missing shots anymore. The effort from last season is gone. The decision-making from last season is gone. The, the, a leader from last season seems to be gone. And I don't know if it's something that happened while he, again, I, I keep going back to when the fan base went nuts and in rejoicing when he got tested positive for COVID. And then two games after that, after he came back was when the Boston game with the thumbs down. And since then, it seems like it's been a war and he's losing. So 
like I get it. And like you could say maybe like the contract year is, is the even more frustrating part that like he did all of that when he had to because he was trying to get an extension. Um but yeah, I've I've I'm able to look at him and not like I I will admit there was a moment in the fourth quarter during the comeback. I think they had just tied it at 94. And the Knicks were on defense and I looked at the Knicks bench and I saw that everybody was standing except him. And I, I thought to like make a mental note of it because maybe that'll come back. But um, um, I'll get to you in a minute, XJ. Um, so I, I thought to make a note of it um, when uh, the Knicks were coming back, like, okay, He's clearly not engaged. Then Quentin Grimes came down and hit the three to make it 97-94. Um, and then I saw him up. And so we were able to like, I was able to beg. I mean, it was just a moment that he wasn't standing with the team. He clearly seems like engaged in this comeback. Good for him. Um, but yeah, I, I I completely respect if people are done with him. I think it might actually be better for the team if they move on from him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I've humanized him enough that I don't have the vitriol that you guys do, but I, I completely respect if you do. Um, let's get going with more in the super chat, super chat. Kevin Danishevsky, uh, if they cut it to nine from 17, um, hold on the super nice. I see what John's talking about. I'm also going off a different list than he is. So, okay. Oh, Nick's film school contributed to the chat. Oh, John doesn't have his own thing. Okay. Kevin Danischewski, if they cut it to nine from 17, it would have been enough. If they cut it to five, it would have been enough. If they tied it, if they took the lead, ditto. I think we were all like, all right, good job by the kids. Cut it down to eight. Good job by the kids. Cut it down to five. I thought that uh, this is enough for me to be like, okay, this is a theme. It's right. When they took the lead, and look, this is... I for those who have been listening to the post game, I've been someone saying, like, look, like the heat of the team to look out for, and I think I'm switching that narrative to the the Celtics, and I'm at the point now where this might just be like, eventually we're just gonna have to say that he like have the top end, like they have a, a culture, whatever you want to call it, they have a system in place that wins a lot of regular season games. They're clearly tough defensively, RJ. Like was brutal tonight because the Heat clearly zeroed in on how to stop him and his shot wasn't falling. But at the end of the day, like, are we going to say the Heat are going to beat the Bucks in a seven game series? Like, I get people point to the bubble, but Giannis was hurt, and again, a bubble. Um, but like, are we going to say they're going to beat Philadelphia? Like, I, I don't know. I, I the Heat are clearly on the way down in or they're slumping right now and they're on the way down as far as my power rankings on who's going to come out of this conference, but we'll see. Um, yeah, uh, good point, Kevin. It, they, there were certain checkpoints that they hit that if that was all we got tonight, I'd be fine. Anyway, Dan Hidalgo jumped the gun. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Dan. Nice to see you. Uh, Kenny Rose. Let's say it all together. <laughs> the kids are out of prison and delivering. Love it. IQ Sims, Grimes, Obi. RJ and Deuce. Yeah, Deuce McBride. So happy. So happy. Um, multiple 
times down the stretch, whether it was a defensive stop or like a three that he hit the big off the big defensive rebound that kind of closed the game. And and then he passed it to quickly for the, for the win. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm all aboard. Deuce finally getting minutes and contributing. Um, Nick's film school. Uh, fuck Miami. Those fuck. <laughs> Okay. Apologies to Pastor Claudio's OB Hive, but I, I see the chat. I have to read it. Um, fuck Miami. Those fucking fucks. Fuck them in their fucking asses. Crow season all night long. Wook. Uh, <laughs> thank you, John. <laughs> I guess John's... Uh, I just got John's having fun on date night. I hope you and Dolores are having a good night, buddy. Uh, Robert Cross, GMAC. What role do you think being rooted to the bench has played in Obi's development the last two years? Trade Randall for a second rounder. Uh, okay. I would rather trade him for not the lowest possible value yet, but I get the idea of trading him. Um, I said this during the, the third quarter. I tweeted this out during Obi's 13 point third quarter. It is concerning and absolutely an indictment on Tibbs. If Obi's had this kind of bag this whole time, like the three pointers, like those have been hit or miss. He'll have a game here and there where he hits two or three threes. And we're like, Oh, a shot. That's awesome. Um, I still think that I haven't seen the, the game, the, the pull up shot that he hit to, to give him his 15th point. I haven't seen this. Um, the, the, fake dribble handoff that he has where he, he fakes the handoff and drives to the rim. He's done it twice or he's maybe even more than that in the last two games that I've noticed. Um, if he's had this type of offensive game and we just haven't been able to see it because he's in the corner and anytime Tibbs puts him in the game. Yeah, that's probably not the best way to use him or that's probably because he's like not that great at three pointers, but Maybe there was like a more offensive role for him to play this year where it's not just like he needs a point guard. He needs Derrick Rose. Um, I, it's amazing what consistent minutes will, will lead to. So just good job by Obi across the board. Um, I, I don't know. Look, before the season, we were saying that um, like John, it was John Chip Murphy and I did a pod and John was like, I just want like 18 to 20 minutes a game. And Chip and I were saying, that's not going to happen. Tibbs only plays. <laughs> He's not going to play with Randall. And Randall's going to play like 35 to 36 minutes a game. Like exactly what we thought would happen, happen this year. And I predicted, this is where I was very wrong. I predicted John's going to turn on Tibbs because he won't play OB enough. How wrong was I that it was more everybody else would turn on Tibbs because he wasn't playing OB enough. But look, I, the past is in the past. I'm glad Obi's playing now because now it shows something to reconsider or at least consider for this offseason. So we'll see. Uh, Kevin Wilson. Man, that fourth quarter was fun. Well, other than let's go the Clippers game in L.A. That was fun where it was all the kids and Kim Reddish had a big fourth quarter. That was fun. Um the fourth quarter against the Celtics on not on opening night because I was actually like, torturous watching Kemba turn the ball over and give initial indications that he might not be the one. Um, the hit me up in the chat, guys. Some the D Rose Bucks game, yes, that fourth quarter was fun. That was also like 
very early in the season before we knew. Uh, the I mean, the other the one game we just had against the Hornets, that was a fun fourth quarter. I will say, I know we like want him gone forever, but Redacted's fourth quarter in Sacramento, that was that was something watching him single handedly put that game away uh, to get to 46 points. Uh, yeah, this is up there for yeah the January guys the 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 second Celtics game, which ironically turned the season around for the Celtics. Um, that that's got to be my favorite fourth quarter of the season. Although RJ missed some free throws in the fourth. Uh, oh, King J Dog, Tibbs is going off right now. So is something happening that I'm missing? Hold on a second. Um. Someone in the chat or somebody with my number text me things that Tibbs is doing. Um, but yeah, if Tibbs is actually doing something. Okay. Thank you. King, uh, King J Jog just texted me. Uh, Tibbs going off on post game right now that we don't know what we are talking about with. Uh, no, he's not. He's doubling down that we don't know what we're talking about, about playing the young guys. Um, I pray to God he's not. Please don't be redacted and start a war with the fan base. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna ignore that that's happening and turn my phone off. Um, okay, let's let's catch up in the super chat. Michael Morando, trade Randall, play the kids. We are a few pieces away. Side note, kind of bones me out that Deuce was sitting on the bench all year. Uh so this is something I've actually honestly been f- Okay, let me, let me be careful how I say this. It's not that I've been fine with Deuce's role because for like those weeks where we were like not playing a point guard, it was one of those things where I don't... It's one of those things where I don't know why we don't play the point guard in the G League that's having like an, an unreal G League season. I just... I'm able to compartmentalize what the G League is. Jimmer Fredette's like one of the greatest G League players of all time. It's not... Like it's glorified summer league. You know, if guys were really good at if guys were so good that they play in the NBA, you know, like it's, it's a different thing. It's like being a really great minor leaguer is how I look at the G league. However, he had earned a rotation spot, which is why like the opportunity that that's been created for him. Now I'm happy to see. And look, there was a part of me against the, the Hornets the other night. I was thinking it is this, only happening because the Hornets are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And here we are against one of the best defensive teams in the league, the one seed in the East. And he's contributing to this unreal fourth quarter comeback and arguably like one of the main cogs of the fourth quarter comeback. Um, I, I Listen, I don't, for a while I was like fine with Deuce's role, but I'm at the point where uh, I, I, I'm glad he's playing now and I hope he plays more down the stretch. He's definitely earned it. Uh, Peter Imhoff. He finally let the kids finish. Finally. It's, I'm, I'm not going to call out who it is. There's a, a friend of mine, um, a friend of mine who said, who texted me that he had to put Burks back in. How dare they? And I just was like, he wants to win the game. It's perfectly fine. The kids brought them here. But let the like he wanted to put ball handlers in the game. It was literally just like for an ATO that eventually led to a Taj dunk. I was perfectly fine with it. Especially since the Knicks were having trouble getting the ball across half court. They put the free throw shooting lineup in. The last thing you want is um the last thing is, I see the chat saying what Tibbs is saying. I'll get to it in a second. Um the last thing that you want is 
for the kids to bring you back and then the kids to blow it. I get what learning experiences is. I'd rather this have been a celebratory post game than it be like, damn, the kids brought us so far and then lost. And that's what we got. Tonight was a victory, which I'm okay with. Um, Lunis Emerald, <laughs> this team without Jules was the real 53 wins prophecy. Oh, man. Yeah, he deserves it at this point. Um, yeah. So if they trade him next year, bring him back. 53 wins, guys. If they trade him in the offseason, get all those 53, cash all those bets too, uh, or place all those bets, I should say. Um, Okay, I'm going to just double check that Tibbs is really doing this. Is Tibbs really like defending? Hold on. Okay, I no, I got to focus on the chat, guys. Just keep keep updating in the chat what Tibbs is saying. Jessica, what's up, Jess? Uh this was great. Um who needs redacted? Not these kids, that's who. Uh, amazing IQ, amazing Sims, Jericho Sims. I can't say enough. The 58th pick. The 58th pick. They may have found a starting center. I think he's a backup, but like the offensive rebounds, the energy plays, the the defensive rotations that he's able to do, like some of the best stops down the stretch in that fourth quarter, even earlier in the game, I noticed him being all over the floor. Yeah, I'm I'm all about Jericho Sims and and look forward to him having a, a roster spot next year. Um Barrett fought hard. Mc- Buckets was awesome. That's McBride. Okay. Huge shots all around. Best fourth quarter of the year. I'll dig it. If you want to say it's this year, I dig it. Um, Chip Murphy, the brains of KFS. What up, Chip? Good luck. The good luck charm. What a win. Go Knicks. Go St. Peter's. Talk about the big 15. A 15 seed advances to the Elite Eight. If only they they weren't from Jersey. That's a unnecessary shot. Shout out St. Peter's. I hope they I hope they win. This would be cool if they get a 15 seed in the final four. Um, absolutely. Uh, Robert Cross, GMAC, convenient scheduling for John tonight, you think? Play them kids. Uh, I'm just glad I'm here. But listen, if you guys don't know, like we, we did the conversation, I think before the season with Jeremy and John, the teams in the NBA we love to beat the most. Um, the Miami Heat forever will be my number one. And the Knicks haven't done it a lot lately. So tonight is even more special that they're like ruining the Heat's playoff positioning with a, like they're playing spoiler and getting a win like this, that mm, this, 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 this heat culture that gets thrown in our faces that like, Oh, just come down to Miami. And all of a sudden a franchise that's won three playoff series in their franchise without Dwayne weed or a bubble. Okay. I, when you have great players or Disney world, apparently you're a great franchise and other, other than that, they actually haven't won that much and actually have a history of losing to the Knicks. So I'll take it. Yes. I'm a little spiteful tonight, but they won. So I can be Uh, James Choi. This great play recently has to be due to our new Theo Penson bench mob in the pink suit. <laughs> so I was watching tonight with my mom and my dad, and they were talking about like an episode of Star Trek that there was like a he looked like he was in a Star Trek uniform, is what they were saying. And I said it looked like he left a pink sock in with his whites, or his red sock in with his whites, but like only brought the one suit. 
Um, look, I am sure in the tax bracket he's in, the fashion people advising him are saying that this looks good, which is why he wore it. And it's why we what we say doesn't matter to him. Um, but we'll see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My girlfriend is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about this sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. 
That's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool16 and use promo code Filmschool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Kevin Danishowski, I'll be the John for the night. We love to say play the kids and then play. Oh, we love to say play the kids and then they play them and play well. But ought he credit the... Ought he get okay? I see what you're saying, um, but ought he get credit for their development? Look, we don't, uh, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't have access to practice, like nobody really does anymore. So, yeah, maybe something to that. I, one thing I, I've actually agreed with John all year, but some of the other stuff, some of the other stuff, just like the message doesn't get across. I don't think the one thing that I appreciate about a Tom Thibodeau coach team. Is a lot of them play hard. The accountability stuff is real. He's got to hold Burks and Fortier and all of it redacted and all of his veterans more accountable and not just pulling the kids when they make a mistake. That is 100% fair. Doesn't change the fact that like the Knicks are in all of these games and there's an, a late game execution issue. That's really been the problem most of the year. Now the execution issue falls on the coach as much as it does the players, but this isn't, this isn't like the late Fisdale years or the late Fisdale games where they're getting blown out every every game. This isn't like me showing up to a Knicks game at seven and by seven fifteen I'm checking out what's on Netflix. So I, I oh sh- wow I'll get to that later. Um, this isn't this isn't the worst situation the Knicks have been. It's been probably the most frustrating because of nights like tonight and potential for this to happen more often. But look, I wasn't that upset when I heard that they would be bringing Tibbs back. I think if there's enough of a fracture in the locker room, you can't bring him back. You absolutely can't bring him back with Randall. That's for sure. But if they're going to keep playing hard and like, again, I, I keep, I said it earlier. Imagine 35 wins next season where 20 of them are like tonight, where the kids surprise us, where the kids catch teams off guard because they have no clue what to do with this Tom Thibodeau coach, like blitzing defenses. You know, those closeouts in the in the fourth quarter were incredible. And it's it's why the, the frustration we all have is like, why weren't we seeing more of it? So like he's allowed to have a bad year and maybe next year. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, I prediction. I actually think he won't be here next year anyway. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, Brian Carter inject that Deuce McBride rebound in my veins. Yeah, he got up for that. Um, I, I was I was stunned. Uh, uh, I, I was stunned that he got the, the closing rebound. You know, it was it was good to see. Um, Let's keep going. Jason M. This game is an indictment on Tibbs and Macri for defending him all season. No excuse to have kept these kids back for so long. Play the damn kids. Uh, a lot of victory laps being taken tonight and probably deserved victory laps taken tonight. Um, that's fair. I, I, I got nothing like, you, you know, you know, I like we've taken John, we we've pushed back on John on the regular pod. I still think there is something to his his overall narrative of like I like that this team feels competently like they're still fighting for him. They haven't he hasn't lost the team yet. Like the kids are here and they're playing hard for Tibbs. What 
I think is the frustrating part is that he hasn't kept the veterans just as accountable, you know, like why the kids haven't played more sooner. Um, but look, if, if tonight is your, your told you so game, then it's, it's most likely deserved. And speaking of G Hooper, then fire Tibbs strictly for waiting till no one cares to play the kids. John ducking the smoke. Believe me, he's not, he's enjoying a very, Lovely night with his wife. Um, I respect it. <laughs> Our not a point guard is pretty good for not a point guard. Um, shout out Pastor Claudio, who just contributed a go Knicks into the chat. Shout out that. I hope the the language in your office isn't too bad. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't mind. I don't care if Quick is a point guard or not. He just needs to play. Like, if you want to start him, fine. If you want him to your uh, energy off the bench fine he just needs to play more than burks like he just needs to play more than the other options that's that's been my whole thing about quickly all season i don't care if he's your starting point guard and he gets the label of starting point guard and he's put in our draft on on patreon as a starting point guard no i just i'm maybe quickly to play he's offense he's he's an energy uh pill like like that's all I care about with Mayo quickly. I want him to play a lot of minutes. I don't because if you play him next to Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose is going to be the point guard. And I think that's one of your best lineups. People were opining for uh, Miles McBride, for Deuce McBride all season. It's thought Deuce McBride's the point guard. No, next to quickly, it's just guards. Like I just I want quickly to play. Like regardless of what position that is that he plays, I want him to play. That that's been my entire thing. And John, to defend him tonight, has been saying he wishes quickly had started months ago, before like during the COVID shortened uh, games in December, where all of us were like watching. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Damian Dotson was getting minutes for the Knicks earlier this year, and Emmanuel quickly still wasn't starting a point guard. Like that's that's the thing that that frustrates me the most as far as quickly is concerned. But I, I, I don't care if he's labeled a point guard. I don't care if he's labeled a starter. I just want him to play more minutes than he's been playing. He should be averaging close to 25, if not 30 minutes this season. And hopefully next season he does. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Carolina Knicks fan tears in my eyes. I, I feel it, man. The kids are all right, man. Good movie. Um, the kids are all right. The future is looking bright. Let's go, Knicks. Absolutely. I got to say, the list I'm scrolling through has the Knicks heat graphic, too. It just warms my heart that this is all happening with the heat logo in there because it's at the expense of that fraud franchise. Um, next up, uh, Varun Jane. It was clear RJ got re-energized in fourth quarter by IQ Deuce, even though he wasn't having a good game. Complete oppo of redacted. Keep Tibbs, drop Randall. Um, respect for putting that out into the world. The keep Tibbs, drop Randall. And that's a great point. Like We've seen redacted um, have these bad games, and then his energy just completely affect the rest of the team. And RJ... Seemed to get frustrated by the fact that his shot was off. He was getting no calls. And look, this is where I will give the Heat credit. He, they were zeroing in on him not getting the same shots that he was in his 46-point game. And almost RJ needed to uh, depend on foul calls in order to, to contribute offense tonight. And, you know, when he came back in the game, 
he didn't try to do too much. I think quickly still controlled the ball, but I didn't, I didn't see him forcing anything, which is what you honestly don't really get from redacted. So it's a good point. Varun. I, I, I appreciate the contribution. Hush zoo in all caps, this message trade Randall IQ. Woo. Trade Randall. Play the kids. 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 Uh, I don't disagree with anything you just say and keep that same energy for the rest of the season. Hush zero. I love it. Luke Chamon. I think I made your name French and I hope it is French. So Luke Chamon, um, deuce and IQ till I croak. will hold. You don't hope you don't croak. Um, Tyler hero, hold the beef. You fool. Uh, Oh yeah. Tyler hero didn't play probably good. He didn't play because then the Knicks might've lost, but um, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I hope you don't croak is what I'll say, Luke. Uh, see who play. Uh, Joe Vogel. IQ has been second best Nick since the all-star break. And it's not close. Kind of disgraced. only playing less than 25 minutes in that time. hundred percent agree. I I've been, I mean, I just said it. I, I wish he was playing 30 minutes a game. That is my take on Emmanuel quickly. I hope next season he, his role is elevated. So he's at least playing that number of minutes. If it's, off the bench, so he takes advantage of second units and then closes games. Fine, but I'd, I'd love to see him play more. Is the entire point? Um, all right, let me refresh. You guys are awesome, by the way. This has been a fun night. I I was kind of worried this is going to be a dead uh, live stream when they were down fifteen, and here we are. Uh, <laughs> Adult donkeys, a time for turtles. I have wanted to read that name out loud on a live stream for months now. and I got to do it. Thank you. Uh, I have platonic love for Jericho Sims. Um, I too have platonic love for Jericho Sims. And I hope that that platonic love is part of a long, long-term relationship because he speaks all of my love languages. And I hope he's here for the long run. Kevin Danishevsky. Uh, I think Tibbs has been listening to John and KFS. I tell you this much. No, he hasn't. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. No, he has not. Uh, I would be shocked if Tom Thibodeau knew we exist. I'd be shocked if Tom Thibodeau knew the internet exists. Um, it's funny. So, like, my dad, my parents, like, they had a staycation this week and been doing some spring cleaning. And they, my dad, because he's amazing, has been posting pictures of his old cell phones, right? And so he has that old Nokia 1100 that right now would just be like a paperweight. And he posted like pictures of his old Blackberries before Blackberries had internet. Or if they like, back when the Blackberry only had, um, only had uh, like email privileges, right? And they had the trackball, track bar on the side, the wheel on the side, not the track ball in the middle, but the wheel on the side. And I, I wondered if that's what Tibbs uses as a cell phone. But then I thought like, there's no way that Tibbs has a whole keyboard, right? Because he'd look at it and be like, oh, these buttons, what the hell? Like, there's no way he has anything more than 12 buttons on a phone so he can call someone, yell, and then hang up and then go back to watching basketball film. That's That's got to be how Tom Thibodeau uses technology. Uh, good, good contribution, Kevin Danishevsky. Uh, James Lee, I hope, I hope Tibbs learns from this, not the play the kids part, 
He should adopt flexibility and adaptability like he did today more in the future. So on that point, James, and again, thank you for the, for the contribution. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was more flexible last year. Like the Peyton thing, notwithstanding, we saw him go with the hot hand more times than not. RJ got benched in a lot of fourth quarters when he didn't have it last year because Burks did or quickly did or D Rose did, you know, he never went to an OB Randall uh, at the five lineup, which is what we've all wanted. But like there was a, there was an accountability last season. I felt like Austin Rivers started the year as a primary part of the rotation and they traded for Derek Rose and we were all afraid. Oh my God, there goes Quickly's minutes. And no, like, Quickly earned a, a role in the rotation. Let's also not forget, and like Austin Rivers went bye-bye, but like, let's forget the, the way the season started. Kevin Knox was getting minutes. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was getting minutes. And guys jumped them in the rotation because there was an accountability and a development as part of this. Um, it's this season that's been so frustrating that it seems that the only reason why that's changed is because contract status has changed. And I, I don't think that's a, an appropriate way to evaluate um, or reward uh, minutes. So it's it's why like the flexibility and, and adaptability this season just hasn't been there. But I don't know if it's like something he doesn't have. Last season, I felt like he did have it. And maybe maybe next season with less contract stability on the team, which is like not a fair thing to ask for because you don't want there to just all be rookie contracts is how you get the 2019 season. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm at the point now where I, I at least want to, I at least like respect if like Tibbs this season has done a bad job is the take, but last season, like it wasn't just the guys are making shops. He coached differently last year. That, that is something I truly believe. I watched it with my own eyes. This is a different team and was, was there, there was flexibility last year and I, I hope we see it next year. If he's back, um, <laughs> XJ, man, you actually, wow. I'm honored that I get a contribution from the one and only, uh, I, I don't know. So I need to come up with a nickname, whether it's like the calculator or, or something analytic driven because the comments that you leave that that in the in our YouTube videos um, are always uh, with a passion and analytically driven. But XJ Andrew, the OB bandwagon says hi. That is all. Uh, the captain of the OB bandwagon. Shout out to you and the way you look at those two seasons at Dayton, where I think one season he went eleven for twenty-one from three, as an indication that he's gonna have a successful NBA career from three-point land. I respect it. I know OB's trainer went to college with him. Shout out Dave Zenon if you're listening. I trust him to get him right. Um, yeah, I. I I dig it. Uh, I see, by the way, Karim, I see your comment. Why not all rookie contracts, though? Look at Memphis, all the young guys, pretty much. Steven Adams is not a rookie contract. You also need like a John Morant to hit, which is not a rookie contract. Um, you need... I mean, that's a fair point, I guess. I just... The whole all rookie contracts thing is... 
how you get the 2019 season is my point. The Knicks went into that year with all, so it's not just all rookie contracts. So that's, that's, let me rephrase. Maybe you do have something on the, like play the young guys and develop them. It's all the one year contracts that I don't like. Cause that's how you get, cause you get the Luke Cornets and the Manuel Moutier's and the Noah Vonley's and all of these guys getting minutes that aren't in the league anymore or aren't in rotations anymore. That's the, that's the thing I don't want. So look, we'll see what happens next year. Kevin Anishevsky, non-Knicks. Which KFS guy does the best in Pirtle, John? I'm telling you this right now, John does. Every morning, our group chat with John, Oz, and Yash. <laughs> we play Wordle. <laughs> they play Pirtle and Wordle. Wordle is a baseball version where you like war gets introduced as the baseball version of guessing the player. John is either two, one, two or three every time. And I played once got zero, like didn't get it right. And was like, I don't want to guess anymore. I'm I, I look at Wordle as my way to get my brain kickstarted every morning and like guessing the shape of the basketball player is not how I want to do it. Solving the puzzle is actually the way I want to play Wordle. So, um, but shout out to John for being really good at Pirtle. Um, for those who don't know what that is, I apologize. Um, I don't want to explain it. Just Google it. Uh, I, uh, I enjoy peace. I also enjoy peace. Shout out to your username. That's a very good message, especially for the times we're living in. Andrew, love our neophytes. Are you my mom? No, my mom doesn't have a, a well, at least I don't think she has a YouTube account, but that would be something my mom would have as a YouTube account. If you're not my mom, then I still enjoy your username. I enjoy peace. Andrew, love our neophytes. All about lack of turnovers with strong D and three. Yeah, this is definitely not my mom. All about lack of turnovers with strong D and three guys that can teach fire at, who can catch fire at any point. IQ. Uh, IQ, Quentin Grimes, induce no lead is insurmountable. Um, I think I do think you need it is fair. What happened tonight was awesome. You will need a guy, that's the thing. And maybe RJ is that guy, like the one guy that you go to, which is why the Memphis thing is tough to, to make a comp to because, like, the Knicks don't have a John Morant. I am hoping that one guy turns into that. Maybe. Like they draft this guy because they get some lottery luck this year, but like uh, you will need a guy to eventually do that. And I, I, I eventually uh, hope that they do get that guy that is able to to um, make it so we're not just depending on guys catching fire. But look, tonight was was great. And look, you mentioned Quentin Grimes, not my mom. Um, Grimes. Uh, Grimes has looked rusty the last couple weeks, or at least the last week since he's been back. I was like, as much as we love the win and we love the comeback and IQ and Deuce and Sims leading the way, Grimes being part of that and catching fire the way he did and like hitting the shot to give the Knicks the lead, I thought was like underrated as part of the story here. That like a guy that's been struggling is part of the comeback as well. And it's good for Grimes for, for getting in there and good for Tibbs for sticking with them, even though he was clearly in for his defense and he left Grimes in because, you know, he Grimes as someone who was being left in was able to, to contribute in that way. Okay. Juanan. 
speaking of usernames, um, <laughs> Andrew, let's get this Randall to Dallas ball rolling. All forced news starts with rumors. Shout out to Jeremy Cohen because he and I have already started planning our no, cap or no caps for the offseason, which um, I think you guys are going to enjoy. Also, shout out to the newsletter because John's been posting a, a fake Randall trade every day lately. So subscribe to the newsletter if you want to check that out. But Jeremy and I have talked about the potential Randall landing spots. Like, and I'll be completely honest with you. I did pose the question. It's not something I want or something I'm pushing. I did pose the question. Is there a Westbrook trade that makes sense? Jeremy was aghast and doesn't want to even go down that road, but it will be part of a redacted cap or no cap that will come this offseason. Uh, Varun Jane again in the super chat. LMAO, this is one of your, this is, this one is just for your Tibbs impersonation. Please do again. Ha ha ha. KS, the place to be. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. What do you think? Does Tibbs have neighbors? He lives in a house. He's a millionaire, right? So he doesn't have like a luxury apartment. I always wonder if I've always wondered if Tibbs like does normal mundane activities. You know, like he's like that guy on TikTok that yells. Um, I, I I've always wondered if like Tibbs goes to the grocery store and is like the eggs. Do you have ones that aren't cracked? I thought it's three for ten. Like I, I was. I don't think he has another way to the the laid back dude that he joked around about. I don't think that's, um, that 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 exists. People are saying in the chat that that's how Tibbs sounded in the post game. Man, this post game is gonna be fun to watch later. Um, <laughs> the Neil next door. Imagining him calling customer service. I was told by Apple Care. <laughs> Uh, ice, ice. What aisle is the ice? Oh man. Oh wow. Hiram Claudio, the contribution in the super chat. Thanks, Dad. Um, I hope I'm not there. The living room. Uh, I'm fun being home this weekend. Um, shout out to my parents. Uh, okay. Before this gets too emotional. Oh, geez. Okay. SB Gorilla. <laughs> I have to say the kids played well. Happy Tibbs left them in. Uh, thank you for your contribution. Uh, first of all, SB Gorilla. Um, okay. To be honest, I hope Obi gets one more start and plays well again. I honestly believe it would spell the end of Randall. The ball movement is absolutely crazy. Uh, great game for the kids. Um, can I just... The the Obi part, a part of your your Obi comment is fascinating because it could have been really easy for Tibbs to leave Tajin down the stretch and just make the Grimes for RJ sub, and then Taj just plays the entire fourth quarter. Because as mu- again, as much as we want to go to the the Hawks game and be like, see, that's why you don't play Taj Gibson. Meanwhile. Like for most of the fourth quarter, the Knicks were keeping it close and even took the lead because like Taj was helping on the switches and like Obi was being hunted. I went back and rewatched that third quarter. Every time they got him in a switch, Trey was like hunting him because he knew I can either get past him, do that lob to Capella, or I'm going to get a foul call, which is why Obi had five fouls. Do I think in the long run, it would be better to see if Obi can play with five fouls? Yes, which is the actual defense for putting Obi back in the game. 
having said that, um, it was would have been really easy for him to do the same thing tonight. And it was really important, I think, and this is this is a, a credit to the man I've been impersonating all night. Let Obi come back in the game for a guy that has been part of the comeback and not screw it up. Cause you got to see that tonight. Obi, I, I thought he was I didn't notice like a detrimental play in those final five minutes. And it's why I got to be honest, it's, it, that's the most confidence you can have is that Obi Toppin is closing games for the New York Knicks now. And that's something I didn't think we'd see this year. And it's like, I agree, SB. I hope he does get to start again. And even more importantly, I hope he gets to close again the rest of the year. In all honesty, I think Randall's coming back on Sunday. If he doesn't, man, if Obi doesn't come back on Sunday, then maybe Randall is getting shut down for the season. Uh, but we'll see. Um, King J Dog. So, for those who remember the, uh, thank you for your contribution. For those who remember John's last post game, um, where he gave a shout out to uh, my friend Justin down, who went to the Charlotte game, who was sitting four rows behind the Knicks bench. That's I, I already said. I said King J Dog. That's his Instagram name. Uh, KJ Dog um, is what that stands for. That's my buddy Justin. Shout out to you, my man. Thank you for tuning in for the post game. Our Knicks have won two games in a row playing the kids. Shout out to you, my friend. Um, yeah, I, I he, he put a is that a is that a what plant is that or what vegetable is that? It's a it's an emoji of a thing laughing at me. Regardless, I, I appreciate it. Um, yes. Thank you, Justin, as always. Oh, it's a pear. That's what it is. You can tell I don't eat a lot of pears. Um, okay. I, I appreciate you, Justin. Um, okay. I have been doing this for, let's see. A lot of minutes. I've been doing this for 55 minutes. I will give you guys five minutes. I will answer whatever you want in the regular chat. Throw a couple of questions in there. It could be movie related if you want. Um, I'll just I'll wrap up with a couple minutes. Uh, some general Nick's questions. Um, yeah, the Neil's next door. Uh, I'll XJ. I'd love to see JB take over this team. Yeah, maybe the unknown is always you know better than the known. So maybe he's maybe he's our, the next Nick Nurse. We'll see. Um, yeah, throw your, your questions into the chat. I'll spend the next five minutes checking them out. Um, amused. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, amused to be here. Shout, that's my mom. So thank you, mom, for checking in tonight. Um, actually, I said in two weeks, you'll find out what that means. Pa patience. Don't worry. Uh, Jonas Plout, how far do the Rangers go in the playoffs and why will they win it all? They beat the Lightning, five, oh, not the Lightning, the Penguins. 5-1 tonight. The Rangers have legitimate have a legitimate shot to win it all. They have played well against Tampa. They've played well against Florida. They've played well against Washington. They've played well against all the top-tier teams. I think the goaltending is like good enough that if Shesterkin just gets hot for, for three weeks, the Rangers absolutely can win a cup. Look, the hockey playoffs are just... They're kind of random at times because like a hot goaltender could come from like the eighth seed or I guess in the, the weird new version of the hockey playoffs, it could be the four seed in one of the divisions. And then it's all of a sudden it's done. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm pumped about a, a playoff run from a team that plays at Madison square garden. Um, I, Oh, I enjoy peace who listens to the movie draft who listens to our Patreon. We did a sports movie draft with Oz, Yash and John. 
this week. I had the fourth pick, and he just spoiled that I picked Warrior as my individual uh, sport movie because I, I, so it's funny for those who haven't listened to it, I'll give you the ground rules and you can go and listen to it and subscribe to our Patreon if you'd like. Um, we did a draft with the four of us where the categories were a basketball movie, a baseball movie, a football movie, an individual sport movie. So that's your, your martial arts, your boxing, your golf, your tennis, uh, a team sport movie. That's not baseball, basketball, football. So that's hockey, that's soccer, that's rugby, that's bobsled, and then a wild card where you can fill it with whatever. And he just spoiled what my combat pick was. I, in hindsight, for the purposes of the draft, I probably should have took Karate Kid because more people have seen it. But I, I gotta say, I, I'm, I love Warrior so much, and I'm, I hope more people have seen it and, and appreciate it. Um, let's see, was Coach. Carter in you in your list of sports movies. Yes. Uh, I think you should tune in to find out to see Coach Carter did get drafted. You'll get to tune into the pod to see if I was the one that drafted it. Uh, Neil's next door. Do we run Rose at the starting point next year? Listen, if Derek Rose is a 20 to 25 minute player a game now, that's not the worst thing. If he's your starter and then quickly is your like first quarter closer, second quarter starter, fourth quarter closer. Like maybe that is the way to do it. And you maximize the limited minutes that Derek Rose probably should be playing at this point in his career as a starting role. Like what I used to love about the, this is old head talk, but the 2013 Knicks, the starting lineup did not matter. Like the, the Amari Stoudemire came off the bench most of that year. The, uh, J.R. Smith, one sixth man of the year, came off the bench that year. Steve Novak, the the weapon from three, came off the bench that year, and that was like the Knicks bench was actually the weapon. The starting lineup didn't matter. Um, it was a little ISO heavy, which where we heard that before. But once you got the bench into the game, it took advantage of these second units. Even look at last season; we all couldn't wait for for. We just needed Peyton to play like 12 to 12 to 15 minutes and then Rose could come in. If you swap that and now Derek Rose is the starter and then quickly comes in and plays the rest of the game, I'd be all for that. Uh, JG question. You think Spo is going to be let go by the heat? If so, would you want him to be the future Knicks coach? No, I don't think they're going to let him go. Yes, I absolutely would want him to be our head coach. I talk shit about the Miami heat, but they're a competent organization. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Um, I, the reason that Kevin Durant went to Golden State is because of the cap spike, right? I firmly believe if he didn't, if the cap didn't spike, he goes to Miami. Spo told him in the recruiting meeting in the Hamptons that, like, this is how you should be using, be used. You've been being used like this in in Oklahoma City. This is how you should be used, and I will use you that way. And Kevin Durant said, "Wow." That's a good point. I'm going to go to Golden State and do that. And the rest is history. But yeah, I, I think you want to talk about adaptability and flexibility. Uh, Eric Spolster is your guy. Um, let's see. Jessica, favorite PTA movie. So this is going to be a plug for a final review because we did a PTA movie earlier, late last year. We did There Will Be Blood, which is my second favorite PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. My favorite is The Master. Um, 
watch the trailer if you have no idea what that movie is about. I think it's Joaquin Phoenix's best performance. I think it's a lot of best performances in that movie. There will be blood is second. And then the movie that came out this year, Licorice Pizza, is my number three. Movies I hope you've all heard of and have seen. Um, let's get a couple more. Uh, it was interesting to learn Mitch missed only seven games this season. It felt like a lot more. That's from uh, Neil's next door. Uh, that actually does seem short. Although, actually, more I think about it, Mitch has been available more than he hasn't this year. I think we've we've seen him disappear in games more than that, which is why it feels like like he has missed more than than not. But yeah, I guess that's a, that's his agent is going to be emphasizing that point this off season too. Um. Mensa, no, I didn't see John getting ratioed on Twitter. You know who also didn't see John getting ratioed on Twitter? John. Um, let's see. Varun Jane, what wide receiver are the Jets getting? Ooh. Uh, let me pull up the draft real quick. I think they're going a wide receiver either at 10 or 35. Um, I think they will get, they will go defense at th- the Jets have, for those who care about football, um, the Jets have four picks in the first 38 total picks in the NFL draft. And I think one of those picks will be a wide receiver. I don't know if they'll go 10 at, at, and take a wide receiver or they'll wait till 35 or 38 to do it. But I th- I think the other three picks, regardless of which they are, will be defense and they'll look to get defensive starters because they've mostly spent the offseason focusing on like tight ends and like they went and got a guard and like they're, they're focusing more and they, they filled a lot of holes in free agency that now they can go in the draft and hopefully find a weapon there. Um, good question, though. Let's go a couple more. Uh, you're welcome for answering your question, JG. Um, when can Channing Fry come back on the pod? Would love to hear him chat up with Jeremy in the mix with John. Uh, We'll try to make it happen. We were lucky enough to get one, but he's now a member. the The road trip and podcast is now part of the Blue Hour Podcast Network. Uh, maybe when John goes on vacation this summer, we'll switch it up. But you guys, I'm sure, figured out we like to keep it one on one with the interviews. So maybe when John is on vacation this summer, we'll see if Channing wants to come back and Jeremy can push back on any Russell Westbrook talk because he'll throw the cap at him, and Channing Fry will look like the Mister Krabs meme. And uh, yeah, well, maybe we can make that happen this summer. Um, Let's see. Uh, Sean and one, the Rex came. Oh, you also put us in the super chat. A pair. How's it going? Uh, now I'm, I'm glad I know that that's a pair now. I think it looks like it would be in like an old school Pixar movie. Or no, no, no. You know what it looks like? You guys remember that movie with uh, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, like that whole crew uh, about the grocery items? A sausage party. It ended up being not a kid's movie but a cartoon it looks like it would be in sausage party that's what i'll give all right one more good question um uh ooh, pros and cons of this team with atkinson as coach wow um wow so here's what i'll say i was i was apathetic to either Atkinson or Tibbs when it was rumored it was going to be those two guys. Once, once Leon Rose got the job, like, I mean, I hope you guys remember John was the first to report Tibbs be the coach. He had from his sourcing, it found out it was going to be, it was going to be him. 
Um, so I like didn't think Atkinson was ever really in the running. Uh, having said that, I do think it's noteworthy that the line for Kenny Atkinson like doesn't exist. They're, like he's, he hasn't had a coaching job since he left the Nets. Now that might, who knows if he like is perfectly fine. I think he's in, he's in LA with the Clippers now and he's perfectly fine being an assistant, but like Mike Miller also looked like he like could be a good NBA head coach is currently like not head coach of an NBA team right now. Um, I, I think the kids are playing. If, if Atkins is here, I think there's less of a focus on winning and like having to win every game, but I don't know. I kind of like the path the Knicks have set out. Cause like if Tibbs comes here and sets the culture, and it kind of resets the team with some good habits. And like, I like that RJ might end up with two and a half, three years of Tibbs and that type of environment. And then you get a more creative offensive mind, like Johnny Bryant in here. And that's the team. Like we, we, the, the Atkinson, like you talk about like being frustrated by the, the Atkins, by the Tibbs offense of Julius ISO. How about the, the D'Angelo Russell ISO that existed when he was the head coach there. So I wonder if we'd get some of the same things. Um, I'm perfectly fine with the path that the Knicks took because I wouldn't trade last season for anything. As I hinted earlier, you guys will find out um, how last season might have long-term been pretty beneficial. And I will leave you guys on that. Thank you for tuning in to the KFS postgame live stream. If you dig the show and are listening on iTunes and and Spotify, uh, specifically on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a review. If you're watching this video right now and you haven't liked it, get those likes up. I greatly appreciate it. Um, if you're listening right now, if you're watching right now and you haven't subscribed to the channel, subscribe. We are so close to 9,000 subscribers. We'd like to get to 10,000 by the beginning of next season. So help us out there. Um, we did, we'd, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching this from Miami, uh, I hope you enjoy your night out on South Beach. And I hope you enjoy uh, that L. Wash it down, whether you're at Live or you're at uh, uh, Prime 112 or any of those, those places where there's probably illegal activity going on in the kitchen. Uh, enjoy your Friday nights, everybody. Uh, John and Jeremy and I will be back on Sunday live from this channel. We'll be doing a double pod. We'll be a post game pod with all your super chats and we'll be doing our segments together. So all the, the, the tensions, the game balls, predictions, maybe even a tankathon sim, a producer's corner, all of that will happen on Sunday after the game. Until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and tune in next time for another KFS post game show. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.